Sunday Surefire Podcast. It's your host this week, Aaron Downtown Brown. I have the co-host, Ethan Weaver, with me. The playoffs are here. Aaron, how we doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I think we warned everyone that the, the season was approaching to an end, and um, week eight, 18 is officially in the books. Uh, I think we were saying a little bit before the show, we just passed uh, Black Monday as well. We heard of some, a couple uh, coach firings around the league, and then uh, here we are to super wild card weekend now with only having one uh one uh, team on a bye in each each division so i think we have a pretty exciting weekend ahead of us but ethan uh just what are your overall thoughts just over i guess just uh new news around the league and uh any uh i think if we were to kind of forecast or, or look ahead of this this week at the beginning of the season you know what what type of surprises or story storylines do you find interesting this year yeah, no, looking at the uh <clears throat> the playoff slate, it's there's definitely some surprises. Uh as we talked before uh before we came on tonight, just obviously the uh, the Joe Flacco led Browns. I mean, everybody kind of left the Browns for dead once Desha- Deshaun Watson uh was was out for the season and it it's kind of amazing what Joe Flacco has been able to do. I'm definitely rooting for for him uh, against Houston this weekend. And then obviously you have the Steelers who just limped their way into the playoffs with Mason Rudolph. Uh, they're on their third quarterback. It's just kind of crazy that they, they ended up making it. I think the LA Rams, uh, it's another good story. Obviously Stafford was hurt last year. They had a five and 12 record. And now look at their, they're they're right back in the mix. And honestly, a lot of people are picking the Rams to beat Detroit uh, this weekend. So that, that should be a really good game, but Obviously, the storyline there with with Matt Stafford going back to Detroit. Obviously, like I mentioned, the Browns Texans game. You have um, the Browns and Texans. They obviously made that massive trade with Deshaun Watson. So it's kind of cool to see those two teams play against each other. Uh, Tyree Kill going back to Kansas City. I know you must. Uh, you you probably can't wait for that one, but that's another <laughs> juicy juicy storyline there. Um, so definitely, wildcard weekend is it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And then just to touch on the, the coaches, I was, I guess the biggest surprise, uh, was Mike Vrabel, uh, actually getting let go today. And then on uh, black Monday with Arthur Smith and, and, uh, Ron Rivera, those were, those were two, uh, coaching, um, firings that you, you probably saw the writing on the wall, but yeah, Mike Vrabel, I just thought I, I was, I was a little surprised just because, uh, being in new England and listening to, to, uh, obviously, um, sports talk radio, uh, they were talking about potentially trading for Mike Vrabel if Belichick leaves, and now the the uh, Tennessee Titans just let him go. So that was uh, that was very uh, <clears throat> surprising to me. So those are my uh, quick thoughts. What do you have, Aaron? Yeah, no, I think that's pretty good. Uh, good overview there, and I, I think at you know just talking on the Vrabel Vrabel point, I, that was surprising to me too. I think he was kind of looked at as a you know pretty pro, you know up and coming coach and. You know, um, it wasn't too long ago they were the number one seed in the AFC, right? So it just shows you how how tough it is to be an NFL coach um, in today today's world, right? I mean, I, I still remember. I mean, it, w- it wasn't his decision to trade uh, AJ Brown a few years back, and I still remember his death stare <laughs> he gave at uh, at the the GM that the night of that draft. So um, yeah, no t- tough tough. Tough going there with the Vrabel uh, firing, but I am excited to see 
where he goes uh, next. Cause I, I don't think his story's over as far as the coaching landscape goes. So um, yeah. And, and then I, I guess while we're, I guess we're doing a lot of uh, Titans uh, talk today, but you got there. <laughs> you also have Derek Henry. He was kind of saying his uh, goodbyes uh, this weekend too. I think he just knows the writings on the wall where they're, you know, they're not going to come in any t- type of a uh, agreement there. Uh, I know upcoming shows, we're going to be talking about like uh, certain free agents to target or maybe trade away on your team. Um, Kamish is not here with us tonight, but he just wrote up a really nice uh, blog on a, on the Sunday Surefire uh, website over Josh Jacobs. He's another notable uh, running back um, to kind of keep an eye on this offseason as well. So if you haven't already, check that out. That's on our Sunday Surefire slash blog. Um page it's kind of all over our, our socials as well but yeah i think you know a lot of things to look forward to in the off season um but yeah as you as you mentioned um you know i don't think the nfl script writers could uh do do much better than this so uh as you said a lot of good story storylines um a few to mention here too I, I left out was uh just kind of Houston's turnaround too, right? I mean, look what CJ Stroud did in Houston. That, that's just really um, cool to see them making the playoffs and how how great of a, um, you know, future is ahead of him. I mean, it, you know, it's not like Sunday Surefire didn't, didn't see that one coming, right, Ethan? <laughs> oh, we definitely saw that. We definitely saw uh, CJ Stroud being better than Bryce Young. Did we expect CJ Stroud to take the NFL by storm? Uh, yes, we did. No, no I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I mean what what CJ Stroud was able to do this year was 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 great. I don't think anybody expected him to be this good, or he would have definitely went one on one. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean another another uh, story that I, I uh, failed to mention before, earlier too with the Packers and Cowboys, uh, uh, Mike McCarthy. So uh, ex ex Packers coach there. So that's another storyline storyline uh, with that game. So that that'll be fun fun as well uh the script writers uh, uh drew up a doozy so hey it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good but um hey also with the coaches one last comment on that like what what's the common theme for arthur smith mike rabel and ron rivera <laughs> i don't know i guess uh <laughs> fantasy running backs that were uh you know let down i guess on the on this year that were a lot of fantasy managers uh, kind of wanted to throw their their teams away from. <laughs> I should have gave you a little hint. They had they what what uh what I was getting at is like what what was pretty much led to their their firings. And I think the biggest thing is just no quarterback, right? All three of those teams had no quarterback, and all three of those coaches are looking are looking for jobs. And I think it just goes to tell you, I mean, it's like a coach a coach is only as good as, as the quarterback takes the team. I mean, just, just ask how Bill Belichick's doing uh, after Tom Brady, uh, not, not, so, not so good. So uh, I think if uh, Mike Vrabel would have had a more competent quarterback in in Tennessee, and I, I think he's, I think he's still there, but so just, uh, just something that obviously teams struggle every single year with trying to find their quarterback being a page of fan. We were, we're in that same boat. So uh, hopefully there are uh, brighter days to come. No, that, that's a very good point. I, I think just to kind of reel that a little bit into, into fantasy too. I know like kind of my long strategy I had if, if since getting into fantasy, as far as picking running backs is you usually want running backs on winning teams. Right. So that's another thing is, you know, if you're, 
I know there's so much young talent out, out there, but you do look at kind of Henry's demise and, you know, they're, they're scoring less and, and uh, obviously scoring translates into to fantasy points too. So um, we definitely want to see teams turn around, especially not wasting that, that young talent of like Bijan. Hurt uh, saw another funny stat that uh, Tyler Algier actually had more, more rushing yards in his rookie year than uh, Bijan did this year. So that's kind of uh, um, upsetting to, <laughs> yeah, to most fantasy managers out there. Yeah, that's why Arthur Smith had they had to go. <laughs> yeah, he's killing so, yeah, fantasy sure, teams. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, maybe probably probably the uh, the the GM had a couple shares of Bijan that he was wasn't too happy with as <laughs> yeah. well. So. Hey, speaking of that game, did you see how that game ended? I did not. So um, I don't know if you you heard like that um, the Dennis Allen apology. Uh, and then Arthur Smith kind of freaking out at the end of the game. So essentially, at oh, the end I of did the, see that actually. Yeah, so they, they were they were in a, they were in a formation to kneel the ball down, and I think Jamal Williams hasn't had a touchdown all year. So they did like a fake kneel. They were in the kneeling um, formation, and they did, and Jameis just turned around and gave the ball to Jamal Williams, and he went in the end zone. And then at the end of the game, Arthur Smith's like running across the field, like freaking out at Dennis Allen. Then Dennis Allen comes out saying that's not. That wasn't the play call, and, and that's not what that's not what we're about. AKA telling everybody that the team doesn't respect him because it's like they changed the play call on him, and then he admits that the the team essentially changed the play call on him. So it just seemed like a, a complete mess. But yeah, so that was a a tough way to go out for Arthur Smith with him, uh, yeah, yelling at Dennis Allen. But I just <laughs> thought I just thought that was kind of a crazy, uh, cra- crazy way to end. Uh, two teams uh, that are that are going home because obviously the Saints were were eliminated because the uh the surprise Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh went in the NFC South. That's true. That's true. Yeah, especially with the Saints favored uh preseason to win that. Um sounds like a big uh Jameis Winston uh moment right there just knowing his uh, <laughs> hey, he's eating his W's, baby. Eating W's. That's right. <laughs> Looking out for his fellow teammate from leading the league and rushing touchdowns to getting his first one the last game of the year. So definitely uh definitely interesting way to finish there, but I'm sure we'll definitely cover a lot of that and you know there's there's just tons of um info to to talk about here in the off season. But before we do that, as we know, we have, uh, we still have a lot of DFS play play to go um, with this super wild card weekend. So as we do on the show, we'll, we'll continue that format. Um, Cause I know there's some exciting uh, matches you can do in that classic DFS play. I know uh, the one we're going to pick uh, tonight, it starts from the Saturday games and ends on Monday. So I know the $15 buy-in can, can win you a hundred thousand in, in cold cash. Uh, so that, so that's kind of our theme for tonight. So we're going to choose that layout, but uh, before we dive right into it, I think it will be kind of fun to talk about our season stats. So Ethan, yeah, you're the newcomer to season three this year. And, and, um, Hey, I, I guess I'm just gonna have to attribute it to beginner's luck here that you actually ended up beating us. <laughs> uh, took away the most wins in our classic lineup. That, to me, kind of our most competitive uh, back and forth. Uh, we do keep track of the captains, but um, you did take. Uh, you actually took the captain and the classic uh, this year. It's pretty tight race. Took away with seven wins. Uh, pa- uh, Commission, I both had five. Um, but here's a key stat that I thought was pretty interesting. So whenever we talk DFS, um, you know, we usually kind of equate us to 
Uh, the $20 buy-in, which is the million dollar, um, you know, first place payout uh, that we kind of keep track of. So um, historically, anytime you, you score more than 130 points in your fantasy uh, lineup each week in that, uh, you'll, you'll get some money back, right? Whether it's 30 or 40 bucks back on a $20 buy-in, um, that's usually the case. Um, and I, it, it was it was fun to see that we all finished above uh, 130 points for our, our average weekly lineup. So, um, I did, even though you got the, the wins this year, Ethan, uh, I had the highest average, the 139, uh, you came in at 135 and commission at 134. So, um, I had, I had pretty... with something. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely, uh, you know, I know uh, as we were talking about my my two hundred eighteen point week, uh, definitely <laughs> didn't helps. hurt there to bump that <laughs> average up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely, um, you know, pre- pretty exciting. I know last year we finished like dead on one hundred and thirty points, a cumulative average. This year we're at uh, one thirty six as a team, so moving on up, uh, better than last year, and that's uh, that's all you can hope for. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, I like to think I'm uh, helping the uh, the Sunday Surefire team here. So it was definitely a uh, a, gr- a great uh, first year uh, for me in DFS, just in terms of uh, just learning uh, the DFS platform. Um, I was uh, <clears throat> relatively new to to DFS, and obviously, with my uh, fantasy background, it was it was pretty easy to kind of roll into it and and, and uh, um, do well in the in in the format that we have week, week to week uh, but I, w- I was happy to uh to compete with the likes of the commission yourself uh aaron downtown brown so definitely a fun season i learned a lot in the dfs uh space and i'm, I'm looking forward to uh running it back next year <laughs> yeah no i mean i i think it also just goes to show i mean we we have this formula this kind of rundown we give with the you know the bullish buys defensive strategies pick sixes so it really goes show i mean as, as ethan as a new you know not new to fantasy but new to dfs you can kind of hop on um you, you know in year one kind of go with our you know our general uh week to week um strategy you know general how we set up our our teams for the most part and jump right in and, and, and beat us right in year one so pretty neat story there but um i guess Enough with the the small talk. We'll jump right into the show, but we'll kick it off first from uh, with, with some uh, "Told You So"s from last week. You like that? You like that? So, Ethan, why don't you uh, take it away with uh, "Told You So"s from uh, week eighteen? Yeah, I wish I had more to talk about. It wasn't uh, it wasn't the greatest week for the players uh, we discussed on the podcast, I ended up having a, a pretty decent week uh, because of Justin Jefferson, which is a guy I didn't, uh, I didn't talk about as my bullish buy. Uh, I uh, talked about Rashad white who, who kind of let me down, but I did, I did uh, sneak Justin Jefferson into my lineup, which uh, I believe he had 39 points, but unfortunately can't talk about him because I didn't talk about him last week, but the only, I told you, so I had, it was Brandon cooks. He had three, he had a little over three times his value. He was 5,200 uh, bucks last week and he scored 16.2 points. So Brandon cooks was, was uh, the only, the only player that was mentioned uh, by myself um, in the uh, pod last week that uh, came to fruition. So uh, my apologies. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm kind of in the same boat with you, too. I mean, Rashad White, I mean, who, who would have thought? I mean, playing against one of the worst defenses in the league would have let us down. 
you know, in a, in a must win game, you know, who would have thought that would happen? I mean, he had an easy, uh, easy way to 13 points, but he just couldn't really get it going on the, on the ground, you know, had, had the volume, but um, you know, what did work out for me, um, you know, I, I did talk about doing a stack last, uh, last week with Rashad White and Tampa Bay's defense. So one leg of that worked out. I mean, Tampa Bay points on defense did shut Carolina out on them to zero points, you know, three sacks, two fumble recoveries. So get, give me 17. So really needed white to come through and he just happened to not <laughs> last week. So um, a little unfortunate there else. My strategy would have, would have uh, panned out for me. Um, D hop made his uh, reception incentive. Uh, didn't, didn't go all out. I mean, I, it, it was, known they were kind of focusing in, in on him in the first half. I mean, he, I think he had four receptions in the in in the first half, well on his way to his his six um to hit that hit that cash, but um did come down with a touchdown um but only scored you 17 points. So kind of just, you know, almost three times your your play. He was a $6,000 player, but kind of let me down a little bit. That he thought he'd have a little bit better game, but still not too shabby. And then I'll make a public announcement. Uh, apologize for the Noah Gray um, take there. Um, Travis Kelsey, you know, he it's funny he didn't he, he didn't start, so I was on the right track with uh, starting Gray. Um, you know, I know he had some looks in the first quarter, just didn't come down with any. Um, but Gray did not pan out for me at all. But it it was one of those where in week eighteen, uh, if, if you know if he did come down with a touchdown. Um, you know, that's the difference of a, a of a decent amount of uh winning dollars in DFS. But that, that's my told you so for the um this week. Yeah, so unfortunately you did you did uh you did bring up no Noah Gray, but uh there was a reason why he was, I believe, as you put uh priced the lowest that, that he could possibly be priced in the DraftKings format, correct? Correct. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there's luck, a reason for that <laughs> luckily that goose egg didn't cost you too much <laughs> yeah no that's the funny thing is he actually scored less than his, his normal average i mean he was at least getting like five points uh <laughs> five points uh a week as the number two tight end but who would have thought they would have started uh, uh blake bell their, their third string tight end and get more snaps last the, week the, but the, the bell dozer uh, <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> But all right, so we'll uh, we'll move on from told you so's. We'll jump into our bullish buy section, and this you know this is where you know um, players this week. You know we do have a lot higher caliber players to pick from in this slate. You know being all playoff teams, so this should get interesting. I know you can come up with a lot of pretty solid lineups, um, so this should be pretty valuable for for you listeners out there, just guys that we're we're bullish in uh, we're with. In this week and this weekend, so um, Ethan, I'll let you kick it off here with your first uh, bullet or with your bullish buy. I'm gonna play it safe with my bullish buy. I'm gonna pay up for Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's been one of the safest receivers uh, in the NFL fantasy wise over the past few weeks. Um, in his in his last four games, he's averaged twenty or he's he's scored at least twenty more points. Um, 30.4, 31.6, 27.2, um, in three of those four games. And Laporta is, is banged up and he, there's an outside shot. He does play, but if he doesn't play, I, I think it's going to be an even heavier dose of Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, the Rams aren't great 
against the wide receiver position. They're ranked 25th. So I think Amon Ross St. Brown has a bit has a big day. Uh, and I think the Detroit Lions are going to need a big day from Amon Ra. And I think Jared Goff's going to be leaning on him and, and hoping uh, Amon Ra can have a, a, a big day and, and uh, push push the Lions into the, the second round there. But Amon Ra St. Brown, I feel like for your money, there's not a there's not a uh, a safer pick on the on the slate. He's just been a target machine and he's been just a heavy, heavy producer. Yeah, no, it's funny. Uh, f- funny you pick St. Brown because I actually went St. Brown as well, <laughs> too. So I was planning on bringing Amon Ra up as well. And uh, I think you mentioned it. I mean, it's just the highest um, it's the highest point spread of the of the weekend, too. I do think there'll be a, a you know decent amount of scoring with the Rams uh, Lions this week. Um, but yeah, as you said, just well put. I mean, he had a, he had a great season. 119 catches, over 1,500 yards, uh, 10 touchdowns, and did not make the Pro Bowl. So I know he's got a, <laughs> I know he's got a chip on his shoulder over that, and he is the type of player. I mean, he he keeps notebooks of uh, you know of wide receivers who's drafted before him. So he is the the type to you know not take things like that lightly. So I think he does have a lot to prove. I mean, even though he doesn't have a whole lot to prove in general, because his, his play does speak for itself. So I also went on Ross St. Brown. Um, as well but uh since it's just us two in the pod tonight i know commish is gonna throw his his picks in the discord uh this week i will uh give a second player just in the the spirit of uh of safety um i'm going to i'm gonna call out aj brown i want aj brown in my lineup as well i think i I just went pretty heavy on my wide receivers in, in my lineup this week um as my um you know I, I guess I was prepared to talk about St. Brown, but uh, just as a, uh, I guess, an extra filler guy, he's also 8,100, so he's definitely not cheap. But A.J. Brown, kind of a big-time play guy. Um, I do think that Tampa Bay can keep Philly on their on their heels, you know, with, with how poor their secondary is playing uh, this year, too. So I, I think Philly's going to have to, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping for a back-and-forth game, uh, getting A.J. Brown in my lineup. I know he kind of banged up his knee a little bit, but um, not really looking too serious. So um, my bullish buy um, outside of St. Brown is is uh, A.J. Brown. I, I guess we're going with the dual Brown threat <laughs> <laughs> this week, Ethan. Yeah, no, A.J. Brown, he he needs to have a big day uh, against, the, uh, against the Buccaneers to get the Eagles back on track. Uh, it's funny you mentioned A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was one of the receivers that was selected over Amon Ross St. Brown for the All-Pro team along with C.D. Lamb and Puka Nakua. So all three of those receivers, obviously, well, all four, including Amon Ra, are in the playoffs. So I, I, I know Amon Ra was pretty uh, upset about that. I, I do think Amon Ra was slighted um, in the, the all-pro selection. I know Puka had a good year, but uh, Puka had slightly more yards, but I believe uh, Amon Ra had more more receptions and, and yards. I mean, sorry, uh, more receptions and touchdowns. And he was the legitimate number one on his team as, as Puka and cup kind of flip flop. But I would say cup is still the number one uh, on, on the Rams. So uh, I think Amon Ra definitely has that <clears throat> on the back of his head. And I, th- I think he does ball out uh, throughout these playoffs, but uh, AJ Brown, uh, I mean, he's always a, he's always a, I mean, he's always a threat to, to go nuclear, but 
the Philadelphia Eagles passing attack and, and the Eagles in general are uh, struggling mightily. I mean, I believe they lost five of their last six games. So uh, the Eagles better hope A.J. Brown goes off because uh, it may be uh, might be tough sledding against the Buccaneers. Agree. I, I definitely agree. I, I, I think they de- I, I think they do need to be uh, pretty aggressive this week to kind of think they have a lot to prove. Um, definitely not the way they wanted the season to end. So kind of what I'm thinking as well with AJ Brown, just they, they need some big plays and, and, and at least they will be going up against the 32nd, uh, ranks, um, uh, I'm sorry, 31st, uh, ranked secondary in the league with, uh, with Tampa Bay. So he's got a decent shot of going nuclear as, as you said, so looking forward to that, but I, I guess we'll move on to defenses here and, uh, I guess I'll kick it off here. I'll go with the homer play. I'm going trying to go a little bit cheaper. I needed to fit some of those big wigs in my lineup. So I went 2,900. I want the Kansas City Chiefs um, playing the Dolphins here. I mean, I know it's kind of scary anytime uh, you got it, your defense going against the Dolphins because they can't pop off. Um, but oddly enough, this is the second lowest over under of the weekend. Uh, I mean, last time these two teams uh, played, it, it, it was a, a relatively low-scoring game in Germany, um, holding holding Miami under 20 points as well. Um, but, I mean, just, just overall in the season, Kansas City Chiefs defense has uh, put up an average of eight fantasy points per game, kind of led by their sacks. They definitely get to the quarterback and in creative ways, you know, with corners blitzing and safeties, and, and you got Chris Jones in there too, so... Um, definitely can be safe in the in the uh, respect of getting some sack points, and then obviously if they get turnovers, kind of icing on the cake. Um, Snead has yet to give up a, a touchdown this year, and he has lined up against uh, some pretty studly wide receivers this year. Um, I, I really don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to knock on wood as I say this. You know, with them being my team, I, I really hope this isn't a game that Tyreek goes off and has 300 yards receiving or anything like that. But <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, Waddle, Waddle's out. I know the Miami's defense is out. So, um, I think, you know, just getting a defense under 3000 was kind of my strategy this year. And I mean, I mean, Casey playing at home. Um, yeah, I, I think those are just, this kind of just the things I was looking at, uh, for this week. So I want, I want KC for 2,900. Yeah, uh, de- definitely, uh, definitely a uh, homer pick there, but, um, it's the, I do agree with you. I didn't really, I didn't want to pay up either uh, for, for a defense this week. I, I, would, I would have rather spent the money on the other positional players. So I, I definitely don't hate uh, the Kansas city chiefs pick. I mean, Tua he's thrown 14 interceptions this year. So, uh, and they only scored, they scored 14 points uh, in, in, uh, in Miami against Buffalo last week. So they're the dolphins are need Tyreek Hill to have a, a massive day. If they're going to go into Kansas City and beat them, uh, it's kind of crazy. You think of Kansas City and, and Miami in the beginning of the season. You you, you thought that Matt that over under would be like fifty five, <laughs> right. but uh, obviously uh, the Chiefs' season obviously didn't go as planned offensively. And and Miami, uh, they've been a, l- a little up and down, but obviously with Miami they can they can pop off. Uh, any given week. So obviously you being a Chiefs fan, you, you uh you're hoping Tyree Kill doesn't uh doesn't go doesn't go nuclear, but I feel like Tyree Kill this game 
I feel like of any other this year, he's going to want to show Kansas City what he's worth and what he can do. And I think there would be no sweeter thing for Tyreek Hill than not Kansas City out of the playoffs in uh, in Kansas City, which obviously would pain you very much. But <laughs> I, I, I do think Tyreek Hill is going to be very, very motivated for this game. But, I mean, the Dolphins also, they, they've beaten one team um, I believe they've only beaten one team uh, this year with a, with a winning record. I think I think what I heard was that the Patriots uh, have more wins against uh, teams over 500 than the Miami Dolphins. I think the Miami Dolphins, the only like I guess win they have of teams over 500 is the Dallas Cowboys. So the Dolphins have been kind of beating the teams that they should be and, and losing to the teams uh, that are, are actually legitimate. So we'll see what kind of Miami D- Dolphins team shows up. We'll see. We'll see if the Chiefs can even uh, uh, flip the switch offensively. But uh, I, I definitely don't. I don't mind the call considering uh, the price point at twenty nine hundred. And the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been a pretty good def- defense all year. So so I, I I like that call. So with that, I'll go into my uh, defensive pick, and I use a similar strategy. I just I essentially just wanted to go cheap. And I went to Pittsburgh Steelers. I know TJ Watt may not play in this game, but I'm banking on the turnover uh, prone Josh Allen to, to, to throw a pick or two. Uh, the, the Steelers do have a, a pretty scrappy defense, and I, I think they can they can wreak some havoc. Uh, Josh Allen has thrown 18 interceptions this year, and he, I mean, he has been a little little up and down. Uh, here and there, I'm I'm hoping at the at the price point of 2600 that the Steelers can get can get some sacks and that they can get a uh, a few picks uh, from from Josh Allen. But I, I went very cheap, and I think if I'm going to roll the dice on any defense and, and against any quarterback, even though Josh Allen can put up points, he is prone to turnovers. So I'm hoping uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers force a couple of those this weekend. How much? How much are the, is uh, Pittsburgh's defense? 2600. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, definitely another cheap defense there, and it's before I bash it because I, I kind of do, I I I am a little scared of that that pick. I will say, I don't know how many times this year, like one of the lowest price defenses ended up with like fifteen plus points this year. So no, exactly. it's kind of weird how that happens. And uh, just to add to it, like you this. This game does have one of the lower over unders of the week. I think it's only thirty six or thirty six and a half. So I don't think there's going to be an explosion of points in this one. That um, they're probably factoring the fact that Pittsburgh probably isn't going to score a ton. But I mean Pittsburgh's defense. I mean I would I would like them a little more if T.J. Watt was playing. But uh, I wanted to save some money, and I, I'm hoping they can uh, make some plays for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if Watt plays, I think he, I think there's a chance some of that could happen. I mean, I think because, as you said, I mean, yeah, Allen puts up points, but he also puts up uh, turnovers this year, right? So, um, I think it it's heavily involves how how healthy a Watt is. I, I think if Watt does not play, um, I think that team just, I think they lose so many points in the spread. I mean, I think there are, I think Buffalo's already favored ten points. I think if Watt does not play I'd, I'd probably hammer like minus 14 buffalo at that point but um so i i would just suggest like monitor his his health there i mean it's a playoff game so they're, they're probably gonna try to look to get them to to play um but i would say i mean the B- buffalo has you know they 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 turned their team around pretty pretty well this year to kind of knock miami off 
in the division too. So um, I like where your head's at because, I mean, I'm doing the exact same strategy and I'm going against a pretty prolific offense as well. I don't have that <laughs> much room to talk uh, to, but um, I think both of us are kind of going with the same strategy, go, trying to save some money on defense, but kind of look look and pray for some of those uh, highlights to happen. No, no, exactly. I mean, it's like I get it. The Pittsburgh Steelers are only against Buffalo, but I, I'm like I said, I'm baking on some turnovers. Uh, you're 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 obviously starting the Kansas City Chiefs against a prolific offense, so it's the defensive choices weren't great unless you wanted to unless you wanted to pay up, and even if you're paying up, I mean. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are the most expensive one on the slate, but Jordan Love's been balling out this year. I mean, I feel like every time he goes out there, like fantasy-wise anyways, he gets like 25-plus points. So, I mean, Jordan Love and the Packers have been playing pretty good. Uh, Pittsburgh, and I, the, the, I, I think the my probably favorite defense on the slate is the Buffalo Bills, but I, I didn't want to pay $3,500 for him. So, uh, we'll see if that uh, if that costs me. Um and uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, yeah, we'll move on here to, uh, I think, kind of all of our favorite sections here. And this is where we can, you know, kind of agree or disagree or agree to disagree at times um, with, with the pick six category here. Um, so, Ethan, I'll let you I'll let you kick it off here. Who who are you uh, kind of going in at a, at a value play uh, for your first uh, pick six player this week? So. When I came to my bullish buy, I ended up going with the safe pick with Amon Ra. And I was actually debating whether I wanted to put Cooper Cup in there. But as we talked to before the show, sometimes you just never know if it's going to be a cup day or a puka day. And I, I didn't want to risk that, which is why I went Amon Ra. But I did end up going to Marcus Robinson at 3600 uh, I'm honestly pretty surprised how cheap Demarcus Robinson is. He's been... He's been very good over the past few weeks, uh, and he's been a, a big part of their offense. He's played an average of uh, 92% of the snaps in the last four weeks, excluding uh, week 18, where he didn't uh, play very much. The Rams didn't really have much to play for. But uh, like I said, 92, averaging 92% of the snaps, averaging 7.25 targets a game, and he's had some – Pretty steady production over this time frame. In weeks 13 through 17, Robinson scored 15.5, 13.6, 14.7, 20.2, and 13.2. So at a price point of uh 3600, if he can if he can turn in any of those any of those scores this weekend, uh you're you're making out there. He's going against a 30th ranked um defense against opposing wide receivers uh in the Detroit Lions. I think uh Matt Stafford is going to have a, a a very good day, and I think Demarcus Robinson has uh, an opportunity to ha- have a have a big uh, big week. I mean, he's he, like I said, he's 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 out there and he's getting targets. So I thought when I saw him at thirty six hundred, I I kind of thought it was no brainer. I'm like, hey, I'll I'll avoid Cup and Puka at their cost, and I'll just go cheap with Demarcus Robinson, and. Uh, hoping he can uh, find the end zone, which he's been uh, finding that uh, on a regular basis over the past few weeks. Yeah, no, I, I like the call. I think as a, as a cheese fan, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, saw Demarcus Robinson kind of um, blossom in the league and kind of show his high points. And it's kind of nice to see him finding, you know, finding a role with another team, um, especially late in the season, you know, where, 
um, you know, on, on a playoff team, right? So they they kind of I think they finally found that third receiver that's that's uh, working for him now, and Robinson's really coming through. Um, I mean, he's got you know he's got speed on him. I know he's part of the the Legion of Zoom they called it in in Kansas City. So he's actually decept. You know, I don't even know if he called deceptively fast, but I mean at six one or six two uh, with that speed, I think that works McVay's offense. So. Good call there, and and I know Detroit's uh, secondary does give you space. So um, I think, you know, de- definitely having uh, players in that matchup. I know we have St. Brown, um, but, yeah, I think that Rams-Lions game, I, I think, you know, with that being the highest over this week, I think there's going to be some, you know, scoring to, to, to go around. So good call, that, call there. I'm not going to knock it, knock it at all. Um, so I guess with that being said, I'll, I'll go ahead and um, move on to my pick, uh, my first pick six player. So um, at 5,800, I'm going quarterback, and uh, I'm going to end up going with Baker Mayfield um, playing against Philadelphia Eagles. So um, Baker surprisingly had a top 10 fantasy season. Uh, he threw over 4,000 4, yards, 28 touchdowns, and, and, um, and only 10 interceptions. So Interestingly enough, I mean, he that that gave him, uh, you know, 17 points per game, which is actually only like two points less than Mahomes on a per week basis. So, um, I think you know, with Baker, um, going against you know a struggling secondary in, in Philly, I think as I mentioned earlier, I I really kind of hope a you know a little bit of a back and forth play, you know, with them playing in Tampa Bay, a little bit warmer weather. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping for a little bit more points on the board. So I think Baker can do it. Uh, he's kind of shown he, I mean, there, there, he does have some spotty weeks where he, you know, he won't throw any touchdowns. Right. But I think he can pop off and he's kind of, he's got a lot, he, you know, he kind of sh- showed a lot this year. So, um, I think win or lose, I don't mind throwing Baker. And I, 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 I think he's got a good chance to throw an over 300 yards this week, which gives you an, an additional three points in, uh, in uh in DraftKings too. So um side note, I like the over in this game. It's only at 44 as well. But I went with uh Baker as my pick six uh player this week. No, I like that call a lot. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be able to do a lot through the air against the Philadelphia Eagles. The that as as you mentioned, uh the Eagles 31st against quarterback. They're also 32nd against opposing wide receivers, which is why I I, I want I definitely wanted to get a piece of this game. Uh, I actually put uh, Chris Godwin into my lineup. Uh, I, I think he's going to have a, a good day, and I think he's going to need to have a good day uh, against the um, Eagles in, in order for for Tampa Bay to, to get the W. But I also, I mean, I, I think Tampa Bay has a, a good a chance as any team this weekend to pull, to pull out a, a victory. They've been playing pretty good football. The Eagles haven't. Um, and at that pr- price point for, for a quarterback with Baker Mayfield being um, $5,800, uh, it allows you to do a lot uh, with the rest of your lineup. So I, de- I definitely like to call a cheap out on a quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I figured, yeah, I mean, if, if Mahomes gives you like two, three more fantasy points this week, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to make it up elsewhere in my lineup. So kind of my reasoning there. Ethan, uh, hit us with your, your second and last uh, pick six player this week. Yeah, so I had, tr- I had a little trouble deciding who I wanted to uh, discuss on the pod here with my, my second pick six player. Uh, hopefully I don't get it wrong. <laughs> um, 
but I think I'm going to lean on Deontay Johnson for 5,000. I uh, I know I picked the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, but I do expect Pittsburgh to be playing from behind. I don't think they're going to be able to give Najee Harris 26 carries like they did uh, last week against Baltimore. I, th- I think Mason Rudolph is going to uh, need to throw the ball. I know the weather last week uh, against Baltimore, it, w- it was rainy, so it kind of forced a lot of underneath throws, uh, which obviously benefited uh, Deontay Johnson, even though he did get uh, one of those few deep balls and he scored a 71-yard uh, touchdown. Pickens had had zero targets and zero catches, obviously, as, as a result. But I, I think Deontay Johnson is going to get peppered with targets because I do think Pittsburgh is going to have to do everything they can to, to, stay, to stay with Buffalo. I like Deontay Johnson's talent. Uh, I know he was the commissioner's flag plant, one of, one of his flag plants uh, before the season started. I liked what I saw last week. I'm hoping uh, he can build off that uh, off that game and, and build his rapport with with Mason Rudolph. But I think Mason Rudolph is going to have to, as I said, chuck the ball a little bit. And I think for five thousand, I, I like the bet. Uh, uh, I like to bet on Deontay Johnson. I think he's a I think he's a really good receiver, and I, I think he can create a lot of uh, <clears throat> separation for for Rudolph in a game where uh, they're definitely. Uh, projected to lose so he's a he's a guy that uh i eat throwing throwing your flex and and hoping for for uh uh maybe maybe another one of those long touchdowns but um deontay johnson was my pick at five thousand dollars for uh my second pick six player you know i i really like that pick i i think um you know deontay's kind of hovered around the five thousand dollar range ever since he returned here from his injury so um he has been pretty safe. I mean, he's had maybe he's had a few goose egg weeks. I, th- I think with the uh, George Pickens, you know, uh, week where he kind of just went went nuclear. Obviously, there wasn't a whole lot to go around for Johnson that week. But um, I think anytime you can get you know a number one target on the team for about five thousand, it, it, it's pretty uh, you know pretty good. But I think going back to your logic over just the game game script, I think. Um, yeah, it is. I know you're hoping for the Steelers' defense, but I, I don't think they can pitch a shutout against Buffalo. So I'm I'm kind of right there with you over over your takeover of the game flow and just needing to kind of have a little bit higher pass volume in this week's matchup. So good good call there with Deontay. Um, it's funny you you know you're you're kind of hesitant on uh on him at five thousand being a, a number one target. I, it's definitely a lot safer than my last pick six player. I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> so last week I kind of went a little off off the radar with Noah Gray. I am going back to my to my Kansas City Chiefs here, um, as well. So this is kind of my one player. I, I do feel like I have a pretty safe lineup, with the exception of this player right here. So, <laughs> oh boy, um, here we I'm, go. Here we go. So I'm going thirty one hundred. I'm actually going McCole Hardman. Oh, I was I was literally just gonna say you're going uh, that that was that was the player I was gonna guess um, on Kansas City that you were, that you were going with. Is it because of uh, all the drops he had last week? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, kind kind of the the opposite. There is kind of more, you know. Kansas City, as we know, it's not. It's kind of um, pretty well known. His wide receiver's been pretty pretty weak this year. I, I, I think with you know, with a lot of their starters sitting and McCole coming back from um, his injury, 
was really nice to see him kind of just take over um, last week in week week 18 c- came down with six catches for 77 yards with um, with Gabbert at at QB um, I really w- one thing I really liked about that is um, he refused to rotate out much of that game to where they kind of had a script for him or kind of share some snaps with other wide receivers but he there were many times he refused to come out a, a rotation uh read uh Andy Reid noted which I love that and and it, it actually sounded like Andy Reid liked that as well so it was nice to see him try to step up and show he can kind of can be back in the mix in Kansas City and, and maybe dependable through these playoffs so I do think that he can be uh the chief spark you know kind of they need uh to kind of take a little bit away from Kelsey uh, without getting too much into detail, I mean they they've always had a lot of motion behind the line of scrimmage in in recent years with like Tyreek and some of those guys. Um, but this year's Travis Kelsey, so I don't know if Travis Kelsey going in motion a whole lot is doing you know kind of what it did in recent years. But they they really need a kind of a speedster like McColl to kind of run behind the line of scrimmage a little bit and and kind of get involved there. But I know uh, kind of going off on a rant a little bit, but I, I do think McColl, he, he is a big uh, big play guy, so I think he can give a spark to the Chiefs and um, and come down with like a 30, 40-yard um, catch and, and maybe turn that into a touchdown. So cheap play there, but I, I think, like I said, I, I think he's exactly um, who they need to step up in the playoffs uh, this week. So I want McColl Hardman only 3,100 this week. Yeah, just like you said, I think you're gonna need McCole Harmon to get to get a long touchdown to um probably do much of anything in this game. I know he had eleven targets uh last week, but uh, obviously uh the big uh target uh hogs weren't playing with uh obviously with uh Kelsey and, and Rice. So it'll be interesting to see how McCole Harmon kind of plays in to the Kansas City offense with with the the full squad, but um, definitely not a bad bet. I would say I, I don't I don't necessarily love it because I just have no idea how McCall Harmon is going to fit in with the full uh, complement of weapons. But uh, McCall Harmon's always been a guy that can score any 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 point on the field, and that's really all you need in this case with that price point. So. I like the upside. Hate the safety, <laughs> but you're definitely you're not really going for safety if you're if you're going uh, with a, with a pick like uh, McCole Harmon, and he's so cheap. It really doesn't it really doesn't impact you too much if he if he has kind of a dud game. I mean, if he only has five or six points, it it he's not, he's not going to kill you. But I did think it was kind of cool to see. My guy uh, Rashi Rice being valued five hundred dollars more than uh, Travis Kelsey. Rashi Rice was uh, <laughs> a guy I've been, I've been, he's, I've been basically trying to get in my lineup almost every single week, uh, the second half of the season, and uh, his uh, his price point was getting up there. So unfortunately, I couldn't get him in in my lineup this week. But uh, definitely, uh, definitely getting some respect on uh, DK. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I I like that call out there. I know Rice has been your your boy all year. I mean, I know so Miami's defense is is pretty banged up. Um, I know you know one thing that does scare me with uh, you know still with having Ramsey out there. You know they can come up with a couple of creative ways to kind of shut down Rice. You know if it whether it's whether it is Ramsey on him 
or if Ramsey has to go over to, to Kelsey and then, you know, come up with something else for, for Rice. So I really think that they really need a, you know, a third body to really step up, even if it's just two or three big plays. I mean, that's, that's really what I'm looking for with McColl. But I really, I really hope that happens and they use that throughout the playoffs. But wait a second, um, you're, you're, you're a big play guy is Justin Watson. That's your guy. <laughs> I know Watson is my guy as well. It, it is funny because <laughs> Reed, Reed did say, you know, you know, when asked reporters about Harmon's performance in week 18, you know, he, he was pretty, you know, he was impressed. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we can work him in there. Now, too, kind of alluding to the fact they're still going to stick to, you know, Watson in that rotation, too. So um, kind of funny, but I do think that they are going to work um, McColl into uh, into the rotation, as Reed said. And he's familiar with their offense. I mean, he has came up with pretty big plays, even in the playoffs and in recent years with the Chiefs, too. So um, I'm really kind of hoping for that comeback there. And as I mentioned, the Legion of Zoom, uh, with uh, Demarcus Robinson and McCole was part of that that uh, that squad with uh, with Tyreek as well. So, uh, kind of my last two cents there on uh, on Hardman. No, I know I know Hardman. Obviously, he's uh, kind of had a roller coaster of a career. I, I know he was uh, the uh, a dynasty darling when the uh, Chiefs drafted him in the second round. He he, he sort up uh, rookie rookie drafts, but obviously. Uh, the, the the Chiefs were kind of swinging and misses the last couple of, of years on second round receivers with McColl and uh, Sky Moore, but uh, I think they I think they may have hit a home run with uh, my guy Rasheed Rice there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So I think uh, I like to pick six players. The one I guess a, a a small bonus I guess on my end. I was really I was really debating whether to talk about two different players. One obviously I talked about was Deontay Johnson. Ended up going with him. But uh, I was also I also thought a guy like Brandon Cooks at forty nine hundred. Um, obviously, they're playing at home against against the Packers, and if Jair Alexander shadows Ceedee Lamb, I think it might lend to a lot of opportunities for Cooks. So, uh, and I like this price point under five under five thousand. Cooks has been coming to kind of coming on the last last few weeks. So I thought I thought I, that that price. That price point was tantalizing, but uh, I, I I ended up going with Deontay Johnson. No, I like that. I like that take as well. I mean, I, I cut my head kind of went there too with Jai, You know, I know Jair had that uh, little suspension game at the end of the season, but um, I mean, he is still a tremendous corner, and it, it, if he can slow down Lamb, at least I think Cooks is a he may be cooking. Right. So, uh, <laughs> see, so what good. I see, what you, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, yes. You're right. So it could be a tantalizing if you're, <laughs> if you're not too um, into having McCall Harmon in your lineup, maybe, maybe go cooks as, as Ethan did. So good, good call there. I like the bonus player there in the section. Like I said, we'll get uh commission's picks in our discord as well. And then also just feel free to ask us questions too on, on any of our socials, but Hey, before we close out, I know we talked about the super wild card weekend. Um, any hot takes, uh, that you got cooking for us. You know what? I think, um, my hot take is going to be, I'm going to make a couple of game picks. I, I think I'm going to go, Bucks over Eagles, and which I'm gonna go Bucks over Eagles and Rams over Lions. So a, co- a couple of dogs uh, went, went in there. I know the Rams are getting a, a lot of steam, but uh, 
I think the 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 bigger of the hot takes is, is Bucks uh, Bucks over Eagles. Uh, I think the Eagles are just reeling. The Buccaneers are playing at home. I think uh, uh, Baker Mayfield can take advantage of that poor secondary. I think Rashad White has a big day, and I, I think the 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 Bucks uh, can come out on top. But uh, it's def- it's a that, that's my hot take. Uh, we'll see if the Eagles can. Uh, can can rebound, but I, I don't know. They, they're looking they're looking pretty rough at, as of late. But uh, the uh, defending NFC champs, I think, are getting an early exit in a, a super wild card weekend. Yeah, I like it. I like it for upsets. I mean, obviously on the betting front, that's always fun um, as well. So I can kind of like to see those happen. Um, one out of those two is part of my hot take. So, uh, I like it. So it might be not be so hot of a take anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also want Rams. So I, I also like Rams money line. I think Stafford could, could come into Detroit and, uh, and upset the lions too. So I, I think they're rolling with some nice momentum, um, in, in recent weeks. So a uh, nice story as we talked about there and then, uh, and then I guess just look forward to something I'll cook up with McCole Hardman. Um, oh boy, here the- we go cooking up some plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't have one yet because, of course, the props are not out yet. But I'm definitely going to look at the longest reception over. Um, you know, uh, that deep in the depth chart, sometimes those uh, you you only need like a the over to be over um, over 11 yards. So I think a guy with like um, as McCole Hardman. You know that that can be an easy over there too. So if you're able to kind of string it longer, and you can do like an over twenty yard, that can get pretty juicy at that point. But um, for now, I'm just gonna say I'm a Cole Harmon over on a longest reception. But we'll definitely wait to see when the props uh, come out there. Hey, I always I always like uh, pairing your uh, hot take with uh, some of the players we talked about. So hey, hopefully McCole Harmon has a big day as. Uh, for for your Kansas City Chiefs because uh, they, they they may need it. I mean the Chiefs uh, the Chiefs and the Eagles obviously both uh, defending champions of their of their respective conferences. Uh, they were reeling a little bit towards the end of the season, so uh, maybe they can flip the switch. Agree, yeah, def- definitely hope <laughs> hope it there, but um, yeah, should be a fun uh, weekend ahead of us. And yeah, look out at the um, all of our socials. Um, as I mentioned, Kamish has a nice blog for all you da- dynasty fans out there. If you, you know, if you're a Josh Jacobs owner, if you want to maybe consider trading for him, uh, definitely read up on that blog. Definitely well written there. Um, I guess with uh, with that being said, we'll we'll end in uh, in Sunday surefire uh, fashion here with uh, a good old peace. <laughs>